Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Token Confessions family. Hey, it's Sanchez here. And first of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for subscribing, from for following us on social media, becoming Patreons, and rating our podcast. We have seen a lot of traction uh, with Token Confessions over the last couple of months, and we are thrilled that you guys are embarking on this journey with us. Now, for the next couple of weeks, we're actually going to do a, a Token Confessions rewind, meaning we're going to play some of our favorite episodes episodes uh, since we've started the podcast uh, to share with maybe some of you are new to the podcast. Uh, these are podcasts that we found to be very, very liberating and life-giving to us. And also, Cedric and I are going to take the next few weeks to continue to ramp up our social media strategy and to plan out season four. As always, follow us on social media at Token Confessions. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And also, if you're not a Patreon, become a Patreon. That's how we continue to do this work of anti-racism. We'll catch you guys soon. Let's dive into today's podcast. Oh, boy. What are we talking about, Cedric? Today, we are talking about what about isms? Well, so <laughs> a friend of ours, uh, shout out to Jen Kenny, who does who we this, will have on the podcast. We're definitely going to have on the podcast soon, which I'm sure she's listening. So Jen, get your calendar ready. But she passed along to me this uh, resource and she, her podcast is a uh, speaking of racism. So make, be sure to check that out. Go subscribe again. Another great resource from somebody that's doing the work. Exactly. And the chart she sent us was actually a bingo board, but this isn't just any, it's not bingo just any board. bingo board. It is the racist nonsense bingo resource by Allie Henney. And when I first looked over this board, I about died. Bro, same. <laughs> same. I about flipped over in my wheelchair. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. A little update. We could probably call this episode uh, Broken and Busted Confessions. Right. <laughs> right. Because Sanchez is on the men, but still in a wheelchair. And if my voice sounds funny, it's not the audio. I have a little nagging cold. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric's got a cold. I, uh, I have a herniated disc. <laughs> That turned into some uh, sciatic issues, and so um, I've been down for actually a couple weeks, and uh, I'm recovering. I'm walking. I, I, I upgraded from my wheelchair to a walker, and yep. then a walker to a cane, and now I can walk without any of those things, but... My wheelchair was actually more comfortable than my computer desk chair, so I got a new <laughs> desk chair coming. But until it comes, Word. I'm going to be sitting in this wheelchair because it helps me with posture. Word. All right, so let's dive in. So how we're going to do this is uh, we're going to read all of the whataboutisms, right? And then we're gonna we're gonna try to hit on a few. Well um, that stick out. Explain to the people what whataboutisms are, because they're like maybe saying, okay, you said you're going to talk about what whataboutisms, but then you're talking about this racist nonsense bingo. Right. So, so basically anytime I, uh, anytime there's a thought that uh, towards racism or, you know, white cops shooting black people, right. You know, you always get this, well, what about so-and-so? Well, mm. what about, you know, here's an example from our bingo resource. What about Chicago? The crime rate is so high, you know, Good high Lord. there. And what about black people shooting black people? If I had, <laughs> if I had a dime for every time in talking about systemic racism that somebody mentioned Chicago, right. Which, by the way, is not in, in, in the top 10 
of highest murder rate Correct. in the U.S. anymore. Correct. Do your homework. Right. Do your homework. In fact, we should probably put a resource of an article that people can, like a link okay. to this, we'll this episode. Um, if I got a nickel, we'll link a it dime, to our Facebook page. Yeah. Every time somebody said that, I'd be a rich man. I would be a Rockefeller. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, man. And then, of course, like you said, like black on black crime. Well, what about black on black crime? It's like you do realize that uh, black on black crime is the exact same rate as white on white crime. So crime in pretty much all instances is a issue of proximity. Correct. Like, who do you live with? If Correct. nothing else, black on black crime is not an indictment of the savagery of black exactly. people. Exactly. It's basically like an indictment on the fact that our communities are segregated. The right. same as white on white crime right, right. is I mean, evidence that you think our of that communities as, are segregated. Exactly. You think of that as just a form of tribalism. Right. Essentially. Territory, you know, people protecting their territories, people having beef. And honestly, I mean, it's just people in general. Well, and just in general, like most crimes, like violent crimes, are the perpetrator is enacting it on a victim that they know. Right. It's rarely ever, much to people's surprise, a stranger. Right, exactly. Unless it's a white kid shooting a school. Sorry. Too much. <laughs> too far, too far, too far. Man, we're warming up too already. Too far. Woo! Welcome to, say, welcome to my, season my, my two. My cold's going away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm just sort of. Word. All right, so let's read some of these, uh, these bingo uh, things. So here we go. The first one, reverse racism. Uh, number two, uh, cites rich or successful black persons as a reason for why racism doesn't exist. Obama got elected. Obama got I mean, we, elected. We, we, we elected a black uh, man for president Carson, twice. Colin Powell, you know, yeah. Colin Powell. AKA black exceptionalism. Right. 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 Black so, excellence. Let's keep it going. Uh, well, Sanchez, you were never a slave. Yeah, but I've never been lynched either. Uh, <laughs> Don't mean, don't mean that racism isn't real. Right, right. And it's not as if it only expressed in... See, I'm jumping ahead too much. But anyway, keep going, keep going. Uh, they often... Uh, the whataboutisms or racism um, claims that the world would suck without colonization. Mm. They argue argues with a person of color about yeah. their lived experiences. Not all white people are racist. Or not all white people, I'm sorry. Fill in the blank. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gets mad about being called white. I don't see color. There's racism on both sides. Oh, gosh. And like we already mentioned, black, black on, on black, black crime, crime in Chicago. Chicago. You're the real racist. Oh, wait a second. We have our free space. Irish slaves. You ever consider those? Mm -hmm. References friend or relative of color. AKA token. I'm not racist. <laughs> I got a black friend. I got a black friend. What is it Chris Rock said? Man, <laughs> if you only got one black friend, you racist. Right, right. <laughs> and they're probably your coworker uh, that you don't hang out with and you only just do meetings with. Anyways, uh, claims that race doesn't matter because, well, we're all mutts. Cites or is a person of color who upholds white supremacy. Like that uh, sheriff in Milwaukee. Right. Or that rogue Marine guy that's oh, on Facebook that everybody loves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, wait a second. Let's, let's get focused. Uh, gets mad that you're playing racist nonsense bingo. Those people have already tuned out. Right, right, right. Uh, black people can be racist too. Okay. I'm not a racist. Demands proof for well-documented issues. Cite your sources, Sanchez. You're just making this up. Chicago mm. is in the top ten. Okay. Well, I, I've I've never heard that before. Right, That's right. Because you have need to do more work in learning history. Like, imagine that. There's certain things that you weren't taught. Don't mean it's not true. Precisely. Uh, oh, I, I love this one. The Civil War was about states' rights. Oh, I'm gonna love to jump into that one, but we'll save it. But I don't care if you're purple, green, or polka dot. Okay. <laughs> I was actually, I actually read something completely different. <laughs> I'm not racist. I've never owned a slave. And the last one, 
but definitely, definitely not the least, tries to explain why racist. <coughs> this gets me every time. <laughs> tries to explain why racist things isn't racist. Okay. So, I mean, I kid you not. There's a part of me. Hey, we need to we need to post this on our Facebook. Yes, page we definitely well. we need to post it on the page. Yeah. It'll go up on the page. Yeah. But there's also a part of me that like this would save me so much time in the future when trying to have a dialogue with someone about something in regards to race and systemic racism. Like instead of like coming out with this long explanation of trying to explain to them this that and the third, I, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna like save a picture of this bingo board and just put a a a like a shade in the square that they've just filled right and that'll be my response and leave it at that it it would save so much time yeah man and and i want to say before we dive in mm-hmm. if there are walls that you have up about what we're saying just please consider what we're saying yeah um, we are not just, I mean, we're trying to, again, we're making things lighthearted and we're joking around it. We're not trying to be passive aggressive in any sense, but, uh, th- these are the, these are the things we, we hear all the time and we, w- we want to address them because it's very, and people that come to us with these, what about isms, they're often not coming, they're not coming to understand, right? They're not coming to hear a perspective. <coughs> they're coming to be defensive. Right, or just def- try to prove us wrong. And to prove us wrong. And so, again, we're, we're just sharing. Yeah. Like, actually, I, I I want to say I've heard all of these. I, I'm pretty sure I have. Like, that's, like that's I, not I, even I'm, an exaggeration. Like, r- every right. single one of those. Some of them, some of them, when I see the square, and I'm not even saying that just to be funny. I'm, I'm being honest here. Right. I picture s- specific people. Right. There are specific people right. who, like, that's their go-to. It's like clockwork. I right. can almost predict right. Right. what they're going to say. There has been times, even recently, where I've predicted, like, so-and-so is going to say this. Like, right. recently, somebody, I put something up, I forget what it was about, and uh, someone else responded to this person's what about isms And I just inbox messaged them. I said, okay, just so you know, th- this is who you've... You you've 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 uh, kind of uh, pulled the chain, right? And more than likely, this is the response that you're going to get, right? Right. And I'm just letting you know, you're going to need to exert some patience and a certain amount of grace, right? With this individual, right? Right. I have to I have to do that pretty often. Yeah. Um, there's a guy on my Facebook. Anytime you know I post anything, um, he he. He, um, I don't want to misdiagnose him, but there's a form of like autism mm-hmm. or maybe not autism, but mental illness. Yeah. We'll just say that. And, uh, and I mean, he's just, you can't hardly, un- I mean, every, there are no punctuations, just everything's just one idea. And you can tell he's been fed lines and, and I have to, you know, remind people, Hey, like he's, he's special needs and. You know, even though he's conscious in what he's saying and he understands, right. it's it's finding that balance of, okay. Because the problem is, I mean, this is a whole nother subject, but it still needs to be stated for the record. There is a way to be able to have these conversations where you are addressing what is being said, not who said it. Right, right. Right? By that, I mean... You you do not want to respond to a person in such a way that you're basically tearing them down. Correct. Like by all means, tear down whatever argument that they're giving based on actual facts or history. Correct. Correct. But like, don't make it personal. Right. Yeah. And so I think you know that, you know for me starting with reverse racism, mm-hmm. you know, I. Again, I, I I tend to sh- not shut down or anything when people say things like this, but I, I tend to kind of like be like, oh man, like you're just not intellectually there because you don't yeah. even you don't understand the definition of racism in the yeah. first place, you know. And and I think it's it's we we confuse somebody's frustration towards another race 
and and their anger with another race as reverse racism. Yeah, there's certain ones on this board that if I'm responded to with that, like I just don't really bother to go much further. Right, right. I would say I'm like that with uh, reverse racism. I don't see color. Tries to explain why a racist thing isn't racist. Right. That one, um, I don't care if you're purple, green, or polka dot. Um, think- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's like that. Like, I just... Yeah. And, and you know, and, and again, I, 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 I love that some of our listeners and, you know, our white friends... They really, because I had this conversation with a former youth student that I okay. I still mentor to this day, and he graduated college, and he's working at the Bro- Boys and Girls uh, Club. He's working for right. them, and he's with primarily inner city kids mm-hmm. whom he's never been around, so he's the minority, mm-hmm. and um, and it's this idea that I just see people for people, and I don't see their color, right. and so the kids are coming to him venting about how racist their administration is and how... They tell them that they're they're not smart and all of these things, and so, you know, we can't we can't strip people away f- from their humanity, but we have to also acknowledge that yes, it's cool that you view them as equal to you, as just a, another person. Yeah. But that's that's only reality for you. That's not reality outside of your right. your your reality. And and that's the thing about that one because I've heard it so many times, and I've just said, well, like that's great that you don't think that way right. to a degree, but that doesn't change the fact that I come across other people who do. Like, how are you personally not looking at me that way? Right, right. Help me in a situation when that you're not there and it's not just you to me right and i i challenge people you know you know again i'm 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 working on one of my resolutions for the years to not um i guess i would just say passively aggressive in a passive aggressive way make comments that have some weight and truth Mm -hmm. so like i would just say oh you don't you don't think that way so okay so you would date a black woman or you would date a black guy Mm -hmm. or you would let your daughter date a black guy or Mm -hmm. a black woman right and then I really see, and then they, they're frazzled. But, you know, for me, I'm joking, but I'm also serious, you know, um, because we can say that on a on a um, surface level, we see people as equals. But when it starts getting into our personal space, eh, right. I, don't, I don't know if we do that. Well, so. It's just, a, and again, we can't say this enough. One, go listen, if you haven't already, to Racism versus Prejudice, part one. Right. I mean, there's three parts, but I mean, start with part one. And, and, and secondly, uh, race is a social construct that we have lived in with uh, in America for a long time, for centuries. Right. So you racism isn't about hatred. Right. And you have been taught, whether you recognize it or not, to view the world and people through a racial lens. Right. Correct. Correct. So here's the number two. Uh, cites rich or successful black person as a reason for why racism doesn't exist. So President Obama. Oh, well, because we had a black president, <laughs> racism doesn't exist. Okay. I, 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 had a, I had a roommate in college who I've, I've told the story about before in a previous episode that he and I became really good friends that first semester uh, before I found out that he was completely racist uh, against black people, that he grew up in a town where pretty much everybody he knew uh, had at least one living family member in the KKK, and that there's only one black family that ever lived in his town. 
uh, all through his growing up in high school. They lasted two weeks until the high school student went out to his car and found it covered in nooses. Mm. And yes, this was in uh, Michigan. Wow. Right? So his favorite baseball player, because he grew up playing baseball. He's like the star baseball player at his school. His Mm. favorite baseball player, Ricky Henderson. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and so I think that's a misnomer and, and, and a misstep to say and to think that because black people, they're successful black people, um, maybe in authoritative positions yeah. that they they are the reason why racism doesn't exist. Right. Well, and that's just not true. It's about as nonsensical as saying, well, because there's rich and successful people, then income and economic inequality doesn't exist. It, Great analogy. I mean, Great if you really if you're really colorblind, you realize how ridiculous that is when you strip that Great analogy. That statement of color. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's nothing there's nothing more to say. There's your analogy. The, those are the facts. That's the reality. Uh here's here's another one. Uh you were never a slave. Um physically? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just, you know, th- that one, that one kind of, that kind of, you know, ticks me off a little bit because, um, I, it's it, a way of saying, so what, you don't have anything to complain about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So shut up and get in your place. That That's essentially what that's articulating to mm-hmm. me. You don't have anything to complain, complain complain about. You should be grateful. You should keep your mouth shut and just be content with what you have and what we've given you. Right. That's not a, that's not a reach. Those are the facts. Yeah. And we can talk about that. You know, we can talk about you were never a slave, but we can talk about the discrimination within the workplace. Right. On all levels. Oh, we we wouldn't have to have a diversity clause and right. and and all of these diversity initiatives and inclusion initiatives we wouldn't have these rallies for black women black men white women white men exactly. gay we wouldn't have to have these things if there wasn't some form of bondage yeah. that was to in persecution that was taking place to your point i've never been a woman but like i understand patriarchy and sexism right uh i've i'm not gay but I recognize that people who identify as LGBTQ are grossly mistreated. Correct. 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 So, <laughs> so again, we denounce this idea that you were never a slave. Uh, the next one claims that the world would suck without colonization. <laughs> Can we just pass on this one? Uh, that so, is white supremacist. That, that's in white supremacy a in, 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 a, in a nutshell. And, <laughs> and, and you know, again, we, you know. It's you funny know, the world would suck if 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 Europeans who deem themselves white to justify colonization and imperialism didn't through go around slavery. through slavery and genocide didn't do it. Right. Yeah, yeah, it, it would suck for you. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. All right, argues with a person of color about their lived experience. Again, I think we've talked about this. Uh, Cedric and I, you know, being tokens, uh, we have experienced where our experiences aren't, uh, how, how do we say it? We say that uh, part of the black experience is not to be trusted. Uh, to interpret your to, own to experiences. To interpret your own experiences. And that's that's a, that's a reality. And that's that's us, you know, putting our token lens on and... and and so, right. Or um, here's a, here's here's a form of that. Right. Right. I've heard this one many times. Like it, it's comments that basically suggest in the recent uh, discussions around unarmed black men and women being killed by the police, whether it be Sh- Sh- uh, Sandra Bland, uh, uh, Mike Ferguson. Right. You know, you go down the list. Um, they'll they'll say something around uh, and i just i just i can't believe it. i just brain farted it was like right there on the tip of my tongue it's all good bro and i was i was setting it up and it just left no it's all good uh here's a, here's an example of it I, I think the thing about this statement is when is that people become argumentative or they try to point to their one black friend who's different than their other black like right. you and i you know what i'm saying well that's not true because this person lives this way yeah and he's in alignment with me right yeah you know what I'm saying? So it's it's okay. So you found one black person who agrees with you and believes everything you believe, and so that is the standard. 
in which all black people should live. Right. And that's the experience for every black person is that every black person can attain the American dream. Look at, look at, you know, Carlton, you know, Carlton is the American dream. You know what I'm saying? You know? And so, yeah, but it, it is that sort of thing, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you don't have a diverse group of friends, yes. number one, not just racially, but even, you know, socioeconomically and, and we'll add generationally, but mainly socioeconomically. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say now. I've heard it in comments that basically say we wouldn't be making a big fuss if it wasn't for the liberal media telling us to make a big fuss and interpreting our experiences for us. So I think we forget the liberal media started, let's say, 60s, 50s, when Republicans were viewed as liberals. Some would say it wasn't even until later with this move by Reagan in the mid-80s. See, I didn't even want to go to Reagan and Nancy. Poor Nancy. (laughs) She did her best. <laughs> right? So, But, yeah, I mean, here's the reality. Man, we've been writing about this stuff in our songs and our music and our cultural expressions and poetry right. and written word long before media caught wind of it. Right. It is one of the most ignorant things that you can suggest. And, I mean, just the arrogance of a statement like that. Right, right. They, like, basically, you're just taking your cues from the liberal media. Right, come Dude, on Dude, go listen to folk music. Go listen to right. Negro spirituals. Like, the, the, the mode of the music might have changed, but the theme has remained very, very similar. Right, and it's funny to me that anything that has to do with racism, justice, or equality, it's always a liberal thing. Mm-hmm. What does that What does that say in and of itself, you know? That we're trying to be liberated well there you go all right so here's one of my favorite uh here's one of my favorite not all white people not all white people what not all white people understand racism and the tensions that are there not all white people are racist you're right you're right absolutely right (laughs) nobody's arguing that (laughs) nobody's arguing that but i I definitely don't think um well that's a classic red hearing Herring. Exactly. Exactly. We'll 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 slightly change the topic. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's often used as a segue. Right. Is Not that- all white people. So let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I love it. I love this one. Uh, when you talk about racism, uh, gets mad about being called white. I, I I've kind of said this before. I think on a podcast is anytime you meet, mention uh, white privilege, white supremacy, or just the term white. It's like calling white people the N-word. Mm. It, it, it really it the really reaction is. You're right, right. It, when a black across. person says white supremacy, white privilege, or white to a person, a white person, um, and I'm generally speaking, again, if you're new to the podcast, we, we speak in generalities for the most part. Um, it's, it's really like calling them the N-word. Mm-hmm. And it's like a personal offense, a personal stab. And so... Um, I I don't think you should get sensitive about being called white, but you know but Sanchez, thing, it's an affront to their colorblind state of mind. Well, yeah. So I just think, uh, you know, when you ask yourself, what is white culture? How does white people? How do white people define their culture? That's just it, though. Can they define it? They can define it by what it's not. And they can define it by looking at the culture of uh, people of color and basically singling out how certain parts of uh, of other cultures are not normative. Mm. That's how it comes out. Right. So it's it's dress codes, right? That right. start to when you really look at it, target certain clothing styles of people of color. You especially see it with hair. Hair. So I was reading a story today about a boy, I think he's like maybe nine or 10 where his school basically sent him home with a note uh, that had the school dress code about length of hair and the little boy has, has dreads. Mm. And so, you know, the school's basically saying his hair is in violation of the dress code. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that he is, he's has a culturally appropriate hairstyle. Right. Like our hair does not do all the same things that white people's hair does. Not to mention the fact, like there was a time where trying to be embraced and accepted, uh, black people would 
basically even do things to their hair to make it look more white, a.k.a. a perm. Right. Well, hang on, hang on. For white people, it's called a relaxer. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Right. It's, it's the Back in the day, if you ever watch uh, uh, the movie Malcolm X, there's a scene where, you know, they're doing the, the conk to their hair. Right, right, right. <laughs> Temptations movie, same thing. Yep. They're all in the bar. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, hair's burning. That so, lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if you go back to the, you know, the 50s, 60s, and you, you see the, you know, the doo-wop hair, mm-hmm. um, you're very, very popular. And so, um, yeah, I just, again... I think being called white, I think I would want to challenge some of my white friends on here. Like, how would you define your culture? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying place your identity in your culture, you know, but how would you, you, define you it? most of, most of my white friends say, you know, when I ask them, how do you define your culture? They say, well, I'm American. Man, you read my mind. It's like, what is that? Okay. How would you define that? Outside of you, quote unquote, being American, how would you define that? What's your heritage? You know, what unites you to other white people? Here in America, what makes you different? What than makes other you different white people than white in people? America. Right. Uh, here's a, here's another favorite. I don't see color. I think we've already addressed that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you can see the differences in the dogs. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cats. Cats. You can see the differences in my hair when I cut my hair or not. Um... You know, the statement, I, I don't see color, I, I tend to hear that with people that are, um, like I said, living in a colorblind reality where their intentions are pure. Um, they, they generally are trying to understand and get it. Um, but I think this is a harmful s- statement because, again, you, you, you're somewhat taking the um, human element of what makes black people unique um, away yeah. by, by doing so. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying, you know, um, you know, one of my professors, she said, you know, when people say this, you know, what you're inherently saying is you don't see me. Yeah, that and it's a way of saying without realizing it, I don't see racism. Right, 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 right. So all of these little things, these nuances, they, they connect to a certain extent. And I would say most of them connect back to white privilege. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having the privilege not to see color. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you have that privilege. Right. But then put them in a room full of black folks. Let's see how much they don't see right, color. Right, right. Where they're the only one. Right, Flip the script right. on them and see if they still, you know, if they feel any differently. Right. And I don't know many of my white friends that genuinely do that. Yeah. Without a, without a motive. Right. And it's interesting how many of them go into an environment like that. In particular, like I'm thinking like the mission field. And they come back and Red they're just mind. like, this is way too white. <laughs> yeah, the, well, hang on. The ones that last, yeah, yeah, you know, what I'm yeah. saying like there, there are a lot that don't last and can't true, make, it and they, they come back, you know, sooner. Uh, here, here's another one. There's racism on both sides. We've already addressed that one. Not possible. Black on black crime, said. Oh man, black people shooting each other. We've already addressed that one. But if you want to go further into de- uh, detail, we we talked about black on black crime in Chicago. Well, you know, and this one will be thrown out. As well as, well, why don't you talk about that? There's more black people being killed by black people. Um, Have you spent time in the black church? Have you spent time in the black community? Do you know what are the conversations that are being had? We've been talking about black on black crime for a couple of decades now. It's not like it don't get talked about. It gets talked about in-house. Right. There's These issues and these things are frequently talked about from the pulpit in the black right. church. Like, right. There's no shying away from mm-hmm. realities of sin and... And which is funny right. that most black people are labeled as liberals, 
when there are a lot of them that are really actually more conservative than they realize. Yep. And they're actually more harsh and less, as my white friends would say, less tactful and more brash about their approach to scripture and preaching on these topics. Yeah. You know, I've not, I've not met one, you know, black pastor that doesn't talk about crime that does well in my life. I, and I'll use my dad as an example. Um, who am I got to spend out? time with last week so shout out to my parents who i think are starting to listen to podcasts they came up last week to uh, take care of me and they were awesome i got to expose them to the podcast but all that to say is my parents have never as pastors have never shied away about talking about these things right wrong is wrong and it's black and white wrong is wrong on all levels and it's affected our communities right right it's affected them in a negative way so yeah it gets it gets talked about but it to your point, it gets talked about in-house. Right, right. But it's also, it's it's covered up and it's not highlighted because um, white people come into the hood doing nonprofits and it's publicized, yet black people have been in the community <laughs> right. feeding people, taking care of the homeless, getting people off drugs, e- educating them, getting them in school. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's it's not a big deal until... Right. You know, white people come in and it's like, oh, I'm going to start this nonprofit to, you know, (laughs) change lives. Well, not change lives, transform lives to make them more like me. But I'm going to go back and live in my community. Anyways, anyways, let's let's keep it going. I had one guy recently (laughs) who, you know, tried to say, well, black on black crime never gets covered. I'm like, really? You mean to tell me, like. The last 30 years, what's usually the lead story on any local news channel near a metropolitan or quote unquote urban area? Right. Right. Black on black crime has got so much attention. Right. Right. And it shapes the way people think about black people. Exactly. And I think we and that's an important statement is we've used black on black crime to paint a narrative that is um like a blanket, a blank statement about every black person, or about the yes, about the inherent inferiority of black people that we right. tear ourselves apart. That without white people to moralize us and transform us, then you know we would we would just tear each other apart. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, but Cedric, you're the real racist. Yeah. Don't you like that one? Uh, yeah, about that. That that one that one honestly makes me laugh. How many times have you been called that? Oh, it's usually by people that don't know me that well. But yeah, I've had people. I had somebody who was trying to engage in conversation years ago, and that was someone who relied heavily on not all white people. I don't see color, and um, constantly tried to explain why racist thing wasn't racist and it was interesting because oftentimes the things we were talking about weren't about her right she continually made it about her which then some of the other people came in and they weren't let's say as maybe generous (laughs) or graceful right as i was right so she's already on the defensive and, and feeling attacked and just like you know you're you're the real racist because i talk about this yeah, having a conversation, addressing and acknowledging uh, yeah. racism does not mean we're racist. Oh. Doesn't mean we're angry. Yep. Doesn't mean any of these things. But you know what's funny to me, said? Mm-hmm. New York passed a bill last week, a law last oh, week. Oh, snap. Here we go. Right? Yeah. You know how many of my white friends had something to say about this law, about, uh, you know, abortion being legal up until birth? Uh huh. How many people came out and said something? Yep. To defend that baby, yep. that unborn baby. Uh-huh. How many preachers preached on this? Uh-huh. Yet we're the angry ones when we mention <laughs> racism, prejudices, inequalities. Right. And and, and for clarity's sake, because I know somebody's going out there I'm like, oh, we're not saying at all that the sanctity of life of Babies from right. conception from, from from conception isn't important. It's ve- beyond it, important. It's beyond, beyond important. important. All right. My like, wife and I are trying to figure out an initiative we can start. <laughs> like we 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 are passionate about this. Right. Like, give give the baby up for adoption. Right. Worst case scenario. Right. Right. I mean, heck, my my daughter is right. adopted. Right. Right. But you know, 
yeah, man, I can't believe we're going down this road, but it does fill into the next square, the free space, because the number of times I've had people, like I can remember vividly when the Mike Brown and Tamir Rice and Eric Garner was going on, mm-hmm. someone that I knew from college, right? Uh, <laughs> the irony being, it was one of those classic situations where you're at a Christian school, and at the end of the year, all of a sudden, the girls start looking at you differently right, when, you, when you're in your last year. Of course. Right? Well, that happened to me when I joined the band, and they saw we got signed, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Sanchez! But, yeah, anyway, that's beyond the point. Uh, tangent. Yeah. Uh, she's like, what about abortion? What about abortion? And I'm just like, number one, if you're that concerned about abortion or any issue for that matter, talk about it on your page. Don't mm-hmm. don't ask where are the people mm-hmm. who are speaking for this. Be the person that speaks for it. You will right. never see me say where are the people to talk, you know, about you know the in, unjust murders of black men and women. No, because I'm a talk about it. Right, right. And like my friends who are dedicated to the work of trying to protect the lives of the unborn, you know what I never do? Mm-hmm. I never go on their page and say, well, what about unarmed black people being shot? Correct. Like, that would be so tone deaf, so right. ridiculous, so yeah. insensitive and just wrong. Right, right. Because while I don't speak on it all that much, like... It doesn't mean we don't care. It's not that I don't care. Right. But right. I just feel like that whole conversation, speaking of the, the false duality of sides, like if you were to see me talk about abortion, I would probably, which I have in the past, talk about things like about how um, insurance companies mm-hmm. will fully fund mm-hmm. an abortion. Mm-hmm. But if you want fertility treatment, right? Good luck, right? Right, right. If you want, go fight those systems, right? Exactly, right, right. Go, go, fight, go fight that fight those system. systems. And and on the flip side of that, it's like, you know, my my beef is, you know, it's not a matter of hey, Sanchez, you don't value abortion as much as you do, you know, Black Lives, and no, 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 I do. But I'm not the one posting that all lives matter. <laughs> In so, response, right. So I'm you ain't never going to find us. You say accountable. Right. You ain't never going to find us <laughs> on somebody going on about the rights of the unborn, which, yes, the rights of the unborn should matter. And right. you know what? The rights of pregnant women should matter. Right. Like, right. It would it would behoove all of us right. to do some work on finding out statistics right. around actual mortality rates, right, man, and and the complications that arise in the situations. Because what we what we have a tendency to do is we paint this picture that anyone who gets an abortion that's a murderer. Here's one thing I know through personal experience: every woman that I've ever talked to who's gotten an abortion, it is not something they're proud of. Correct. It's not something yep, a that great they deal of shame. are the the amount of shame right. that they carry, and that's part of the reason why I don't speak up about it that much. Right. Because I know some women for whom there is so much shame wrapped right. up in that whole right. that whole. It's just way more complicated. Yeah, man, and and so you know. Because this is our free space, this is why we went there, and yep. uh, and we're gonna move to the next one. I mean, again, we we affirm that abortion is wrong and that this law is just atrocious. All we're saying is, you it's know, a, it's a, it's atrocious on a couple of counts, right? Including right. that this is yet again legislation that is being written without women involved in the writing of it. Exactly. But it must also be stated that there's been a lot of, uh, in regards to this law, there's a lot of things that are being communicated about it that's not exactly what it appears or is making it appear. Right. So all I'm saying is have that same energy about all lives. Right. And do the work. And do the work. (laughs) That same energy when it comes to black lives, when those lives are born. Uh Uh-huh. And when it comes to the LGBTQ, 
right. when those when those unborn babies are born. Mm-hmm. Have the same energy, have the same compassion. Right. And Let's, don't 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 <laughs> don't don't try to don't try to uh, uplift the your pet issue by demeaning another one exactly. because life is life. Exactly. Irish slaves. <laughs> so, what about Irish slaves? What about the Indians? Oh man. So, Irish slaves. Just instead of going all into detail, because we've talked about this before, but just do yourself a favor and Google the Virginia slave codes, specifically what they wrote about making distinctions between slaves and indentured servants. Right. Okay. Here's here is a little hint. The Irish indentured servants. They actually wrote a law that said that once their servitude, their contract was up, they were to get their 50 acres and a mule. mule. And there was never a law written to negate or reverse that. I think we all know what happened to that same promise for the perpetual slaves that were eventually set free. Right. Right. So. And go do your work. Just go watch some Blackish as well. <laughs> Black, yo, Blackish, this season is on. Point. Yo, somebody messaged me today or the other day and said, tell Sanchez. I said, thanks for the Blackish uh, recommendation. He says, I binge watched like the entire first season over the weekend. I'm telling you, man, it's a great resource. <laughs> um, again, I love the show because it, it shows a black family. Uh, that's smart, but yeah. that's also together and that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about issues. Uh, the last one on colorism, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Okay, probably one of my favorite ones. See, I need to catch up because I'm not a big TV show person. I'm more yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. No, no, that one, that one's that, this. Yeah, this season's strong. Okay. Yeah, this season's strong. Yeah. All right. So uh, references, friend or relative of color. So this one is often used in a defense posture, a defensive posture um, to defend that. Hey, even though I just said something racist, I'm not racist because look, I have said person in my life or, you know, my cousin's cousin is married to a black person or I have a black friend that I um, work with and, you know, we're friends and it's like, well, hang on what they call you, their friend. And so I, I, you know, I would say like, just because you might have, may have proximity with a black person, that doesn't mean that you still aren't racist or that you still don't have racism right. in you or, or, and you know, again, if we yeah. want to soften it, we'll say prejudices, right? So, cause we all live with our, our prejudices, mm-hmm. which are our biases, but, um, again, you know, racism tends to be connected to power and, yeah, you, you know, you know who historically had, uh, a lot of black, uh, acquaintances. Who's that? You know who historically lived in very, very close proximity to black people? Teach us, said. Slave owners. <laughs> right, because so, like, they often travel with them. Point? They work for them. Right, like people forget. You, you do realize the most integrated period in American history was slavery. Slavery, right, right. <laughs> Right. Go watch, uh, was it Django Unchained? Yeah. Hey, even if you're brave, right? Like, I mean, that's go, where, that's go, where house nigga go, come, go come research, from. go research the history. Like, I'm in, in fair warning, go research the history of the word mother. You know the rest. You know about that history? No. Let's just say I'm going to do my homework. Though. There were some uh, some practices amongst slave owners and oh, those yeah. who, yeah, I do. Yeah, who I do. trained them yep. that, uh, yep. you know, it started out as one thing and then it moved to another. Yep. Or read about some of the history of the behaviors that went out, went on on slave ships. Right. Right. Because you have these ships where there's maybe 100 slaves and there's a crew of maybe about, you know, 10, 15. Um, There's a long travel across the ocean. Right. You know, and some dudes, they got needs. Right. And uh, yeah, it's PG-13 right there. Yeah. Uh, here's, uh, here's one of my favorite. 
It's one of my favorite. Black people can be racist too. Again, Against other black people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that one's in another podcast. Um, I think it's racism. Yep. Racism versus yep, so prejudice. Go, which is like episode five or six, somewhere yep, around there. Yep. So go listen to that one. Yep. Um, here's one that I love. Uh, I never owned slaves. Okay. Me either. Me either. <laughs> and then, well, let's back back the train I never up, owned right? Because, like, in reality, owning a slave was a sign of wealth, right? Right, because slaves were property, mm-hmm. and not everyone owned property, right? So, you 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 had a lot of people. Who, yeah, they didn't own slaves. Most people didn't own slaves, but you know what? They helped maintain the racial caste system that existed. So while they might not have owned slaves, they made sure that slaves knew their place. They, they, colors, right. Bathroom, out back. Exactly. Can't eat here. Right. Yeah, um, there are a couple that that probably go together. You know, that I don't, you know, I don't care if you're purple, green, or polka dot. You know, I'm not a racist. You know, um, you know, we're all mutts and those sort of things. Again, we've kind of talked about that. Um, you know, I think you know as we're we're wrapping up. You know, the last one is tries to explain why racist things isn't racist. <sighs> Like, I, I don't need people, and, and this again, I, I see this more with people who are, um, again, in this colorblind society where, you know, they're trying to explain why, you know, why these certain things aren't racist. And, you know, it's like, if you're going to do that, have, have some actual facts to back up what you're saying. Um, because people are just often saying this because they're trying to get past the conversation. They don't want to have a hard conversation. And one of the things that I've learned about, you know, we'll say people in general, um, um, but particularly white people, um, they don't, I, I don't feel like, especially in my, in my circles, like I can't know something that they don't know. I can't be more competent in something than them, right? And, and that's not all my white friends. I'm, right, right, I'm not right. saying that. No, I'm, but, I'm laughing because I can think of, again, specific right. specific. But you, you know what I'm saying? There's oh, yeah. this vibe like, you know, hey, like I'm going to – like going back to I think one of these things, I've got to fact check everything you're saying. And I've got to research it for myself. Right. Or no, no, no. I'll have ones that they won't even bother to fact check it. Well, there you go. It's like, well, I've never heard that before. I'm like, well, there's tons of scholarship on it. Right, right. You can right. read this. You, well, 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 well. Still doesn't change. You know, what about, you know. Re, re, what about, what exactly? Yeah, what, what about, about affirmative action? And, uh, you know, and it's like, dude, yo, have you actually seen the numbers of, like, how much affirmative action policies for just colleges and universities has actually helped integrate colleges right. and universities. Right. Like, the number has decreased. Right, 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 and continues to decline. Right. right. And yeah. a lot of the affirmative action practices, depending on the location of the university, actually favors specific uh, white people born in certain areas of the country. Right. Like I read one once that University of Michigan's uh, affirmative action policies most favored white males from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan because their affirmative action policies were about creating a diverse community of learners, mm. not just more black people. Right. Right. A more diverse community of learners right. and the most one of the most underrepresented groups they determined at their university in their community was white males from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. So there's another one, though. Yeah. I want to I want to go in. OK. On, right. The Civil War was about states rights. Oh, man. OK. So here's the thing. I'm going to put my hood on that one. <laughs> here's the thing. From a point of view, that statement is absolutely, positively, 100% true. The Civil War was about the state's rights to own slaves. (laughs) Price is right. Like, when the Civil War started, 
slaves were valued somewhere between four and eight hundred dollars, which in money with inflation in 2011 comes out to twenty and forty thousand dollars. Wow. The value that sounds of about the slave trade was so I'm prolific sorry. that there's many historians that basically say America's wealth was literally in the body and the blood of slaves. Seventeen trillion dollars to be exact. So Yes, it was about states' rights, of reserving the right of these states to own slaves, for people who own slaves to maintain it. Why do you think right. we have such strong laws now that protect property to this day? Right. But you know what? You, you mean civil civil war was about states' rights. Guess what else was about civil rights? Right. Segregation, right, exactly. segregation exactly. of schools. That was about states' rights. Right. Heck, the the Maurices, right, exactly, right. Exactly. They fought theirs not on states' rights, but they fought it on the freedom of religion. Right. And here's another interesting tidbit to bring it full circle. States' rights came up one last time, or <laughs> recent time, when. The effort to finally desegregate schools, the education system hit higher learning, mm. specifically some of the private schools and institutions that received government funding, a.k.a. Christian universities, mm. most specifically Liberty University mm. and Bob Jones University, mm. who had racial discriminatory practices mm -hmm. and they in the late 60s were going to court to try to reverse this on the freedom of religion and states rights but the federal government didn't budge the courts didn't budge so you know what the moral majority, because remember, Jerry Falwell is right front and center of all this. Right, you know right. what issue they went to as their next moral issue? Because they viewed it as a moral issue. Right. You know what they went to as their next uh, uh, moral issue? Teacher said. Abortion. Mm. Mm. So, to your point mm. earlier, they didn't see the full inherent imago day value of black lives right and when they could no longer discriminate against black lives legally right they shifted over to the abortion issue right right so that's why i personally uh, and that's consistent with the republican party have been very cynical towards the quote-unquote pro-life movement right Doesn't mean i'm not for Again, protecting the lives of the unborn, I just struggle because of my cynicism based on history right. with that movement. That's not to say there isn't people out there doing good things right. who right. also value, you know, having uh, support systems that actually keep unwanted pregnancies from happening. Right. Right. I mean, again, it's a complicated issue. Here's what I'll say in summary about the abortion issue. It's not that I'm like don't care about abortion and 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 pro-choice and pro-life, right? Like I'm in this really weird space where I sit somewhere in the middle because I don't like the conversation around it, right? Because it hangs on the balance of often too often devaluing one life over the other, right? And like both are valuable, right? Right. And that's that's kind of the beginnings of how you can simultaneously, as hard as it is for some people to be to imagine, you can be like pro life and pro choice at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. Didn't and see that coming. No, no, but that, I mean, this these conversations and these things are needed, and I think these are helpful, and so. Yeah. 
Um, you know, again, my final words is, you know, if you have said any of these what about isms, um, stop it, stop it, <laughs> go repent, don't do that, turn away from your wicked way. <laughs> no, go, it's just, go in the corner, yeah, your time yeah. out. We hope that we've helped you kind of see why. And again, we, we're trying to make this, we're trying to take serious topics, but make it somewhat lighthearted, you know, because again, we don't. We're not angry or anything, but there are a lot of people wanting to learn and willing to learn. And so we're wanting to help be a resource and provide you guys with information to help you guys further your work, your personal work. Um, again, these what about isms are often avoided when you have close proximity and real relationships with people of color. And so I would say, you know, ask yourself, how many black friends do I have? How many Latinos do I have? How many Asians? How many different people of color do I, do I genuinely have relationships with that are different? It's easy to have relationships with minorities and people of color who are in the same mindset of you or has been tokenized and, and believes and votes and thinks and, and goes to church and does whatever just like you. But it's another thing to have relationships with people who are polar opposite and different Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where the real work takes place and i think that's where growth actually happens and so and and you know i mean here here's another analogy and it might it might fail but like you know what i got lots of relationships with women i have lots of engagement and proximity to women that doesn't mean that i'm not sexist that doesn't mean i haven't been trained to objectify women right right if anything it means that i should probably take a look in the mirror when women start telling these stories exactly it means that instead of trying to defend it as some way of trying to make sure that they know that i'm not a threat that i should just shut up and listen because it ain't about me they ain't talking about me necessarily and if they are talking about me then it's even more reason to shut up and listen right 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 shut up and listen i like that one shut up and listen to (laughs) them (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.